Oh, wonderful. Good to see you all. Great to, uh, great to be here with you this morning. I'm going to bless you as we start off. I want God's breakthroughs in your life, and I want good things to, to be permeating your, your, your whole life. I bless you now in the name of Jesus, that you would know Jesus more wonderfully, that, that you would be healed if you need healing in your body, in your mind, in your emotions, in your spirit. I bless you during this time even that you would receive the guidance of God and, and the help of God for whatever your circumstances. I bless you to flourish and prevail in whatever challenges that you're facing. And I bless you to feel joy, to feel hope, to feel peace, to feel love. I bless you with that in the name of Jesus. May it be. Amen. Amen. All right. Welcome back to our prayer series. I am certain that every single one of you, if you set about applying and practicing what we are talking about in this series, you will see much, 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 much more direct and obvious answered prayer in your life. When we look at the Bible and what Jesus teaches about prayer, it should work better. It should work better. When Jesus prayed, things changed. When he taught his disciples how to pray, he taught them not only how to pray, but what to expect when they prayed. And they were to expect that when they asked the Father anything in his name, it would happen. It would be. God hears all prayers. God hears your prayers. And in case you're resisting putting that together, God hears all your prayers. God hears all your prayers, but we clearly, clearly see in the Bible that although God hears all your prayers, some prayers are way, way more likely to be answered than others. Some are way, way more likely to be answered. And that's my passion for this series, that we can go from here, wherever that is for you in your, in your prayer life, to seeing much, much more effective, much more answered prayers in your life. That this is good for you, but it's amazing for the people around you. For the people around you, when you see their situations and you pray for things to shift, you, you will just be this presence of prayer, praying presence that will be speaking and praying for people and, and seeing lives all around you shifting. That's what I want you to be, not just for yourself, but for your whole zone, your whole sphere of influence, your whole sphere of, of whoever you're interacting with. I want you to be people who go into situations and see things shift. I need to get back to the notes. Anyway, so when the disciples... Um, asked Jesus how to pray. Again, they knew how to pray. They prayed frequently and often, probably much more than most of us do in our generation. They, they, didn't, they, they knew how to pray, but what they wanted was the results that Jesus saw. Jesus, how do we pray in such a way that things shift, things change, like what happened with you and, and when, when you pray? And so then Jesus goes out and he, re, and he teaches them how to pray for those results, to see answered prayer. And he starts, as we talked about two weeks ago, by talking about prayer structure and pieces, the pieces that you would put in your prayer to not just pray, but to have prayers answered, to see things shift towards answered prayer. That's, that's where he begins teaching about prayer. It's the first thing he says, but it's not all that he says about prayer. So over the next couple of weeks here, I'm going to be teaching you how to become very mighty in prayer, 
And I don't know exactly where you're at and how you rate yourself today when it comes to the effectiveness of your prayer and seeing answers, but I want to move you from wherever you're at. Maybe you're a prayer pacifist, and I want to move you to become a mighty prayer warrior. I want to move people from being reality victims to reality shifters. I like that line, it came to me when Laura was talking and doing the prayer, and I was like, please stall, Laura, I got to get this in my notes right, right now. But that, that's, that's what I want us to become from, from, prayer, from reality victims. We're just enduring life, taking life as it comes to reality shifters to be more and more like how God would, would allow them to be. You're called to be a mighty prayer warrior in your generation. A, and a prayer warrior is somebody who, who prays, and when they pray, amazing God stuff happens. A person who, who prays in situations shift uh, from amazing to aw- from, from awful to amazing, not from amazing to awful, from awful to amazing, from hopelessly broken to freed, restored, mighty. Prayer warriors know how to pray so that things change. Now there's five reasons, and I've said this, there's five reasons why prayers often go unanswered or are delayed in their answering. Okay, there's five reasons. Those five reasons are God's will, my faith, your faith, free will of people, free will of spiritual angelic beings, and then the great spiritual war that is going on, and that, that spiritual war has a vast, a massive impact in prayers, answered prayers, and the frequency and the, the uh, rapidity, is that a, such a word, the rapidity, the rapidness of, of answered prayer. So for the next couple weeks here, we're going to be talking about all five of these potential roadblocks to answered prayer, things that may delay, things that may be blocking some answered prayer in your life. Uh, And I want to talk about this because I, I want you as a prayer warrior to understand what might be blocking your prayers from being answered, and then not just how to be a victim of that delay or a victim of that blocking, but how to pray through and see breaking in the blocking to see the delays um, broken so that the answered prayers will come, not just come eventually, but come swiftly and obviously. I I believe this is life-changing stuff for you, but also for the people in your lives. I'm really excited for you to be learning this and growing in this and and practicing this and, and being just radical difference makers in people's lives out there. Okay, so today is the first one. The first potential delay or block to answered prayer, we're going to call God's will. God's will is is that first potential delay. And we see that caveat when we're learning about prayer in the Bible. The Bible speaks very clearly that we should expect to receive anything that we're asking in prayer as long as it's in alignment with God's will. That is a caveat there. And we get that in John. In 1 John 5, 14, we're reading along and John writes, this is the confidence we have when approaching God, that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. Now, that line loses many people, but it shouldn't. It should invigorate people in their prayers. Very often, we just like, oh, I'm tapping out. I can't. That's the exact opposite purpose of that line. That's to dial us in, to increase our faith, to fire us up. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have 
what we asked of him. Okay, so we have this caveat, though. Uh, our prayers need to be in alignment with the will of God. If they are not, blocking. It's not happening. We're, there's, there's, a, there's a challenge there towards answer prayer. So we need to answer two questions. What is God's will? Easy. <laughs> and secondly, how can I know if I am praying in alignment with God's will or not? How can I know if I'm praying in alignment? Those are, those are the two questions that we're going to be talking about today. Because those are essential for this. Firstly, what is God's will? Now I'm going to make a statement that you might find so, probably will, find so awful and offensive and probably your insides will scream heretic that you will be tempted to take off your shoes and hurl them at me at full force wishing that they would impact me right in the face and that I would bleed and suffer and fall over traumatized and unconscious. Like, th 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 what I'm about to say will initially be extremely offensive and you will be like, this cannot be biblical. It is. But give me a chance. Okay? Just give me a chance. Keep the shoes on. Okay? Don't put it on the screen, by the way, Davidson. Don't put it on the screen yet. When I say the word but, then you can put it on the screen. Otherwise, don't, don't do it. Keep, it. keep it secret. It'll be fun this way. Here's the statement. Most of what happens is not God's will. Most of what happens is not God's will, but... Most of what happens is not God's will, but everything that happens is God's will. I'm just going to say that again, just so we're clear. Most of what happens is not God's will, but everything that happens is God's will. Some of you believe that everything that happens is God's will, and that's true. And totally false. If you believe that everything that happens is God's will, full stop, you will be a prayer pacifist, a reality victim, and you believe, uh, you'll just think that whatever God's going to do, he's going to do. Whatever you're experiencing is exactly what God wanted I, you to experience. And you're not going to be asking for things to shift because you're just embracing whatever is happening to you because it is God's will. It is God's will. Everything that happens is God's will. And it is God's will. But it's definitely not. Most of what happens is not God's will, but everything that happens is God's will. Brian Ingraham, you are driving me insane. Just, just say something more clearly. Uh, just sound a little bit less like Jesus. Yeah, that's right. The reason why I sound like Jesus is because I'm basically quoting Jesus here. In fact, when Jesus is teaching about prayer, this is basically how he describes what effective prayer looks like. And, and right when he's teaching about prayer, in the middle of the Lord's prayer, Jesus gives us the, basically the whole um, understanding of what it is we are doing when we are praying. And he drops this in Matthew chapter 6, right in the middle of the Lord's prayer. He says, well, what, what are we praying so that things shift? He says, your will, God, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That partial sentence captures the very essence of what we are trying to do in prayer. 
That is what we are doing. That is our mission. That is, that is our prayer mission, to call on God that his will is done on earth as it is in heaven. Why do we pray like that? Well, because God's will isn't usually done on earth in the same way that his will is actually perfectly done in heaven. Prayer warriors need to understand that Jesus is teaching that there are two things called God's will, and they are very different. They are very different. There is God's ideal will, his ideal will, and and that's what we see in heaven, versus what God allows, his allowed will. They are not the same thing. I've drawn it up for you, so you don't even have to puzzle about this one. My amazing artistic skills off the charts. Ingraham, yeah, woo! So glad this makes all perfect sense. Okay, so in heaven, you've got the top line. That is God's ideal will. That is exactly, perfectly holy. There is not a shadow of darkness. There is not a shadow of evilness in there. It is only good. It is a thousand percent good and only. It is God's ideal will. And then you have God's um, allowed will, on, which is taking place on earth. And notice it is not just the same line. It is actually much lower than his ideal. Sometimes it's closer towards God's ideal. Sometimes it's further from God's ideal. It's his allowed will, but it is very much not the same as that top line. They should be, if they were both the same, the same line. But the, what happens on earth, what God allows, is much less than what is in heaven. There is, a, there is a significant variance between the two. On earth, we do not see God's ideal will taking place in the same way that it does in heaven. Instead, we see his allowed will. Permissive will is what often the writers call it. God's permissive will. We read all about what God's allowed will looks like in passages like Romans chapter 1, where it talks about God, God willing people to be handed over to more and more depravity, more and more evil, and then he, God can move things up and he can move things down. He can allow more evil to be taking place. He can put limits. He can raise limits. And so you have, uh, you have what God's allowing on earth to be further from his ideal or more closer towards ideal. God's ideal will is different than God's ideal will. There is no evil allowed in any any shade in God's ideal will in heaven. But in earth, there is a lot of evil that takes place within what he allows. That's why I say most of what happens on earth is not God's ideal will. But everything that happens is God's allowed will. Okay, piece number one. Now I'm going to Double down on this awesome drawing. Piece number two, here's where prayer fits. What? Ingram, you're an artistic genius. I know. So, so now, this is where prayer fits, okay? Our aim in prayer, going off the Lord's Prayer there, is to pray that what happens on earth is much more closer to God's ideal than what is currently happening. There is a, a zone of what is allowed, and our, we're praying things towards, towards better. We're praying the lower line be closer towards the upper line. That is the prayer battle that we're engaging. That is what we were wrestling with in, in our prayers. Often we're way too consumed and even paralyzed with the thought, is what I'm praying for God's will for this prayer request? Most of the time it's an extremely simple question. 
And you can just think, is what I'm asking for this situation going to move this situation towards God's ideal? 80% of the time, I just made that number up. I have no idea. 80%, fictionally speaking, of the time, it's pretty simple. It's pretty simple. Is the person suffering? There is no suffering in heaven. I can pray that it's more, their situation is more like the ideal. Uh, are they in an awful uh, reality where they're stuck and they're, they're hopeless and they're, 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 they're feeling tormented by people around them? I can pray for their rescue, their salvation, for their for breakthroughs and their, and their realities. Uh, I don't have to think much about it. I can just be asking that that person's reality is, goes up much closer towards God's ideal for their, their life. Okay, we got this. Now, God's, God's will is not the only factor when it, comes to, when it comes to prayers being answered, for instance, everybody dies on earth but not in heaven, right? Okay? Uh, God's will is not the only factor. We may pray for someone to be rescued and it doesn't happen or it doesn't happen right away or to be healed and it doesn't happen or it doesn't happen right away. God's will is important when it comes to answered prayer, but there are other factors and so we're building, a, we're building our prayer life here. This is not the simple answer to it all. This is where we start, though, God's will. The vast majority of our prayers can be assessed quickly. And are we asking for the situation to move closer to God's ideal? If the answer is yes, pray your guts out. Pray your guts out with confidence. Go for it. Okay? Just go for it. Don't overthink it. Don't overthink it. Right? You, got, you know, like, like I said back at the beginning, that, that sense, if we pray anything according to God's will, people have overthought that line, and they've, they've basically blown up their prayer lives. By over, how could I know? How could I know? That's well, not that complicated sometimes. Anyways, so also that, that sense of like, uh, am I praying exactly what God wants? We're in the allowed zone here on earth. There's flexibility here uh, on some of the God's will bit on earth, Okay. It's, it's a far cry from the very single God's will in heaven. Okay, so if it doesn't happen right away, if your prayer isn't answered right away, it, has nothing, it, it may not mean anything connected to God's will. Again, there's, there's other factors. We, could, we cannot know why a prayer is, goes unanswered just by the fact that it goes unanswered or is delayed. God's will is not the, the uh, only answer there. So you keep praying, you pray for things to be better in your life and people's lives around me, and uh, now if you find yourself praying for something unholy to happen to yourself or other people, then that's probably not going to be answered, I hope, I pray, that that's probably not answered, but our, our main prayer is, God, your will be done on earth in the same way that it is done in heaven, like that, like that. So that covers, fictionally speaking, 80%. Of our prayer situations, but that definitely doesn't cover all of them, right? I mean, we can think about situations uh, that are more confusing, that are where it's not quite as obvious. It doesn't seem to fit on the is this closer to God's ideal or not. Sometimes I get the joy of being a part of hiring staff or buying church buildings or you know like things like that, and and uh, you know I, what confusing decisions to make. Should I go this way or this way in this moment? Both seem like neither seems obviously moral or less moral one way or another. Um, what, what, what does God want me to do in this situation? How should I pray? What do I want to see happen here? How can I discern what God's will is for this situation if I'm going to be praying about it? So the question then we want to be asking ourselves is how do we determine that? How do we, how do we confirm 
How do we discern God's will in those less obvious situations so that we can pray in alignment? Before I answer that, I'm going to make a comment. And my comment is, start off praying for what you want. Pray for what you want as you start your discernment process. You don't have to wait to go through the discernment process. You can shift along the way, okay? But start praying for what you want. Go for it. Be bold. Be loud. Be loud. Uh, Go for it in prayer. Everybody's like, Brian, why do you keep saying be loud in prayers? Why do you say pray out loud? I keep wanting to save it, but I get more questions about this than anything else in in, in all of the teaching of the last couple months. It has to do with Hebrews where it describes Jesus' prayers and and being loud cries and petitions. You want to pray like Jesus with the effectiveness of Jesus. Pray like Jesus. He prayed loudly. And we we can talk about that more in in the days ahead. But but we we got this situation where, you know, what do you want? Pray for it. Pray for it as you start to start this start the discernment process. I have so much that I would love to say about how to discern God's will. I have read so many books about this. I have, I have over 500 journal entries of my own discernment processes and, and, plan, and, and sifting through what God's will is. I do not have time to develop this fully. I'm going to have to make brief comments today, but I hope that you are inspired towards hunger. I want to be someone who discerns what God wants for my life. I want to be someone who, is, who he, not just walks in wisdom, but walks in the, in the brilliant, beautiful partnership between wisdom and discernment. When you have discernment where you're hearing what God's saying and you're applying that discernment with God's holy wisdom, it is beautiful. It's an amazing partnership between those things. And, and, you know, if you hear what I'm saying, you're like, okay, man, th- this, is, this is how I want to live. I want to live as someone who's, who's discerning what God's wanting and praying that way and living that way. I encourage you to take those steps. Um, if, if you, I'm going to not be able to say, say enough about it today. Um, I would point you to a book if you want to take another step, The Discerner by James Gull. Uh, it's, it's about hearing, contending, and acting on. Confirming. Hearing, confirming, and acting on prophetic revelation. Um, that's a, a place to start. If you want another book, if you've read that one, um, I've got more, okay? But that, that's, a, that's a good place to start. Um, but now I'm going to just, for those of you who aren't going to read the book because I don't read, uh, I will give us a few nudges in the right direction, but I, I do encourage you to take some steps there. I can only help you so much, guys. Firstly, in order to hear from God about what he wants in a situation, you need to believe he still speaks to those who seek him. And I just, I would pass over that, but I know that our, our journeys in this stuff are starting in different places. But that's an anchor piece. One of the roles of the Holy Spirit, uh, says Jesus in John 14, 15, and 16, is to guide, to counsel, to, 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 to help us understand What's going on? And, and he, he's the revealer of mysteries, Old Testament, New Testament. He, he is the one who uh, functions in that role. If you feel like you're, you're starting at a place where you're like, I don't even know where to begin. I have no confidence that God speaks. Maybe you've even said something that's not true, but you fiercely believe it, that God doesn't speak to you. That's not true. Um, but, but let's just... Let's just say that you, you think that way. I encourage you to start with um, maybe pers- there. That's where you're going to need to start in, the pers- in this process. Um, if you would like to grow in this, uh, there's people in this church that can help you in that process. If you'd like to start with a book, uh, Brad Jerzak, how about? Uh, can you hear me? 
Uh, can you hear me? And that's, that's a place that a lot of people have started here. There's, other, there's a lot of books on this. James Gould also writes a book, uh, Hearing God's Voice Today. But there's also people here who would love to help you grow in that. That's an essential piece. It'd be easy to skip over, but, but we got to start believing that God actually does speak when we're seeking answers for this. Got to raise our expectation and our alertness there, number one. Number two, have a place to record everything that might be from God. In my experience, hearing from God about complex situations is a lot like building a mosaic. You know what a mosaic is? There's a picture of a mosaic. This one happens to be the, the Madaba map, which is in modern-day Jordan church floor, covered of this massive mosaic map of all of the holy lands back in the, oh man, in the, I don't know, I can't remember if it was the Byzantine era or, or before that, but um, mosaic picture of, of the holy lands map. A mosaic is, and, and how it's connected to you know, the discernment process, is a mosaic has got all these little pieces. It's got all these pieces, different colors, different shapes, and, and then only when you get them all together are you able to see what's being said. In this case, the, the map that's being placed out or the picture that's being painted. For me, the discernment process is collecting all these little pieces from all these different sources and then zooming back and seeing what's, what's coming together. When I'm in a process, I will record every dream. I don't care if, if it seems like not connected or connected. I will, re I will every verse that's coming to mind while I'm praying, I don't care if it seems to fit or doesn't seem to fit. I will record every feeling that I have when I'm praying. Does this feel good? Does this feel wrong? I, I'm, not, I'm not filtering them that. I'm recording them all, every impression that I have, every picture that comes to my mind, every song that comes to my mind while I'm praying, everything. And why am I doing that? Why am I, why am I writing them all down? And I, if, I, if you don't write them, you're going to lose them. And so, but anyways, why am I writing everything down? Because not everything's from God. And they need to be filtered. This stuff needs to be filtered. But if I get it all down, I can start zooming back and seeing the picture if it's coming together and as it's coming together. So discernment, you know, we, all, we want like, okay, that's the answer. That one piece is the piece. And maybe, and maybe it is. I'd like it to be like a piece of art where it's all together as opposed to a mosaic, which ultimately becomes art over as it comes together. If you want to be hearing from God more clearly, you need a place to write everything down and, and collect that stuff for your discernment processes. Thirdly, be aware that God might be speaking in different ways than you prefer or are comfortable with. Or you feel most comfortable with. Um, this one I find annoying. I really, really like it when I'm eager to hear what God wants. For him to speak in the ways that I feel most confident. And then I'm like, oh yeah, when God does this, oh yeah, then I know. You know, I know. But, but I don't like those irritating other ones. To, to, you know, but I'm, I'm learning to get past my preferences and start listening to how God wants to speak to me and how he wants to grow us in our, in our discernment processes. I alluded to this just a moment ago, but it took me ages to figure out that, that sometimes God is answering my questions by putting songs in my mind, even non-Christian songs. He puts songs in my mind. And then while I'm praying and I'm thinking I'm getting distracted, I'm like, I can't, why can't I pray? Why, I'm getting, why can't I can't? I'm, God, I'm sorry. I'm, this song is in my mind, and then I'm realizing oh, the lyrics aren't the answer to the prayer. It's like God is using this song that I'm trying to get rid of to get through to me. And it's like I wasn't picking that up for, for a long period of time. 
But, but you know, as again, that's why I'm starting to record those things. May it, it may be the right part of God's discernment process. It may not be, but it needs to be recorded and, and part of discerning answer. God can speak through your feelings. Some people's feelings are wild and inaccurate. Um, some people meaning all of us at times. And uh, some of you are laughing too hard, and I'm just like, oh, no. You guys going to have to talk later. But anyways, you've you, you got, you got these feelings out there that, are, that can be wild and inaccurate, but sometimes it's Jesus. And the discernment process helps. It's like, it is important to be aware. Oh, this doesn't feel good. This feels dark. This seems, this seems like not a good thing. This, this actually feels, I feel peace when I think about this decision. It's good to be mindful. That's not how, but that can be a piece to the discernment process. Okay, be aware. Uh, we're building a mosaic. We're building a mosaic of discernment. Uh, fourthly, intentionally pray for confirmation to come through other people. Uh, I, I am getting more and more shameless as I get more and more desperate. Uh, it's a great thing to be desperate and driven in, in prayer. Um, it's amazing the lengths that we go to. Very often I go to prophetic people and I ask them, like, will you please pray and listen for me? Um, because I need some direction in this, in this area. And then I stand there. No, yeah, yeah, like now. Yeah. Like just, just go, yeah, just, just, yeah. No, 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 don't go, don't go anywhere. Just, just good, fine. I'll just listen. Uh, and, and would you just, li- and, then, and then I'll write down what they say. They could be wrong. They can be wrong. They can be right. They can be wrong. It's part of my mosaic. But I definitely want to get past myself because there is a difference in listening to God for yourself versus listening to God for, uh, on behalf of others. Different things are at play. Listening to God for yourself, there's a lot of self that can get mixed in there, even other ways. But like, there's a lot of something that gets mixed in there, and that's connected to our relationship with God. Uh, where you're speaking, when you're speaking to other people, that's part of your gift mix. It's being part of the body of Christ. It just operates a little bit differently. That's why sometimes it can be a lot easier to hear a word or see a picture for somebody else than it is to be like, okay, why can't I do this to myself? We're supposed to be a body of Christ working together. And so um, I'll seek that. Anyways, be alert, record everything. Fifthly, always asking if it's biblical and for Bible confirmation. And I might seek a Bible story or a passage that confirms that what I'm saying in this process, because I want to know, is what I'm feeling like God's calling me to do in this moment biblical? Is it, is it within the realm of the kind of thing that God does sometimes? Is there evidences in the scripture that God thinks this way or that he operates this way? Now, that is not the only thing. The enemy can use scripture. I get that. It's part of our mosaic. It's part of our discerning process, and that's about making sure that we're staying within the box of what is part of God's nature and character and His holiness. If it's not there, then flags are going up. Flags are going up, and um, yeah. Anyways, asking if it's confer- can Bible confirmation. Okay, now there's there's so much more. I, I feel I feel like it. I want to just keep talking about discernment. I've spent years and years uh, trying to grow in this. And, and, I, and I want you to know that you can greatly grow in this. It's time for us to stop surrendering. Oh, how can I ever know what God's will is? It's time to start leaning in because you can. God, God does want you to know so that you can pray mighty prayers and, and so you can uh, grow in your faith. Um, one of the reasons that we experience a lot of unanswered prayer and delayed prayers is in this concept of God's will. And, and then we, when we determine that what we are asking God for is within His will, 
it can ramp up the mightiness of our praying. Sometimes you think, well, it's God's will. It's, it's, it's going to be yes or no. It's, it's usually like yes or, like, or like no or go for it. You have my permission to pray and ask and seek. But, but, but go for it. Uh, yeah, we, we, we need our prayers to be mighty. And the first place where we go is, is to discern, discern God's answer if it's within God's will. Um, after that, our faith can go up. We'll talk about our, the role of our faith next week. But um, first we're going to have our picture for the week. Now, I almost forgot the picture. I almost forgot the picture. In fact, this morning, I, find, I was like, oh, yeah, I should probably have a picture because, you know, I've been doing that twice. No roots, no mighty tree. Okay. Uh, discerning God's will is the roots of your prayer, of your prayer life. And once you determine, once those roots go in and you're like, this is God's will, your prayers connected to something can grow strong and mighty. But you don't got that one, you don't got anything that's going to be strong when it, in your own spirit when you're praying. So that's why the first step is the roots. God, is what I'm praying in alignment with your will? It's not the only factor, but that's where we can start growing a mighty, powerful prayer process over people and situations. All right. Uh, challenge for today. I want you to assess. I want you to assess. Uh, is your most important prayer request moving a situation towards God's ideal? If so, lean in more fiercely and uh, praying God's will to be done in that situation more as it is in heaven. If you are confused, work through some of the discernment processes. You can know. You can know. And, and if you care, then you should run after knowing. If you care at all about that prayer request or that situation, this is what you definitely want to spend your time pursuing. So that your prayers can be mighty and prevail and you can see breakthrough. Let me pray for you. God, I just pray that you would raise up um, a people full of your discernment. Whose ears are wide open. Wide open to you. Wide open to hearing your voice. Very attentive to your will in different situations and different environments. I pray that you would bless us with, with, uh, with awareness and, and clarity. As, as a people of what you would like to have happen so that we can, we can pray and seek and petition uh, that your will be done on those situations as it is in heaven, that, that, that your, your goodness and your holiness and your rightness would come into situations that are far from right and, and, and far from holy. God, we just ask that you would um, grant us discernment and that combination of discernment and wisdom and you would make us mighty in prayer. Hear, act, answer. In Jesus' name. Amen.